up in the sky. Look, it's captivating. It's energizing. It's Alliance's Heroes. Alliance's is the destination for entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, inventors, leaders, celebrities, and startups. Where our heroes in business align. Now, here's your host flying in, David Kogan, founder of Alliance's. That's right. I had somebody leave feedback saying, "How am I flying in?" Well, you know what? When you interview the people that I interview and we share these stories, you're on a natural high, and that enables you to fly on in to anywhere you want to go. And I just want to again thank our loyal listeners, our new listeners too. But thank you for the feedback we continue to have when I hit on the CEO of Unilever. So make sure that you go to alliances.com. That's E L I A N CES.com. You know why? It's the only place where entrepreneurs align. Well, I'm very honored for our next guest today. She is the CEO of, are you ready for this? Special Olympics International. She can be reached at specialolympics.org. Welcome to the show, Mary Davis. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dave, for having me. It's a real honor and pleasure. Now, this is great. Now, I think that, you know, everybody's pretty much Special Olympics. It's a household name. I mean, it is a household name. I think pretty much everybody I know knows Special Olympics. But I think what we don't know really is, is the scope and the size of Special Olympics. So can you help us understand that? Yes, indeed, uh, David. And it is a household name, particularly in the United States. But once you go outside the United States, we have still a lot of work to do in uh, raising awareness about the work that we do. We're in over uh, about 200 uh, countries around the world, uh, and we cater for over 6 million uh, athletes. Uh, those are people with intellectual disability, and we have a huge number of unified partners that play alongside our athletes uh, as well. I can talk more about that uh, later. Of course, we have the big events like uh, the World Games every four, well, every two years, alternating between winter games and summer games. Uh, but what a lot of people don't know is that we organize over 120,000 events annually, and these are in communities all over the world. We are grassroots organization. We're uh, year round. We're not. Uh, for the best or the greatest. Yes, we are for the best and the greatest, but we're really for our ethos is for the best that you can be. Uh, so all of our athletes have the opportunity to be participants, to win in their own category and to be the very best that they can be. And our program empowers and creates an environment whereby those athletes can be the best that they can be. Absolutely. And, and again, what you do is just so valuable to the communities. But Mary, how in the world with all of these events that are going on and multiple ones, and not just within the same location, but internationally all over, some at the same time and so on, how do you manage all of it? Well, we're very fortunate to have uh, over a million volunteers who work uh, across all of our programs. And these are people who have another full-time job, but who give of their services, who give of themselves uh, to um, 
to to make change happen in the world, quite frankly, because that's what they're doing. And I started out as a volunteer myself. I was a teacher wow. by profession, started out as a volunteer. And then uh, after 10 years being a volunteer, became a, a staff member. And once you get involved as a volunteer, it's very difficult to turn your back on a program like Special Olympics because it it cha- fundamentally changes something inside yourself that sometimes it can be difficult to describe. Uh, but when you see the the joy and the the abilities uh, and the resilience of Special Olympics athletes and you understand the barriers that they have to overcome to be the best that they can be and how hard they work at that, uh, you, you realize uh, just how special it is to be in their midst and to see them as leaders. We say they are leaders in our uh, revolution and our revolution uh, is a very peaceful revolution, but it's a revolution of inclusion. And we will not stop until uh, every uh, community uh, has an inclusion mindset and ensures that people with intellectual disability are accepted and respected as part of uh, everyday life that's all yeah. that's all they 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 look for that's all we all seek for that we have a sense of uh, of belonging and acceptance now when you started off as a volunteer i'm sure you never thought in a million years you would become the ceo of special olympics international so talk to us about kind of how that path or that road ended up happening and what it's like now coming from, I mean, I don't want to say bottom of the, you know, it's because it's not every position so valuable and stuff, but coming in as, as a strictly as a volunteer or two leadership role. And again, with the hundreds of uh, events and all over the world, 200 plus countries. I mean, how do you manage it all? You know, not from the fact of coming from that. How did, how did you make that path? Yeah, well, first of all, um, all of our volunteers, we respect them so highly because of the work they do. They're absolutely phenomenal. And there is no way we could achieve what we do achieve every day in Special Olympics without their help. And next to the athletes and their families and who their families, in many, many cases, are volunteers uh, as well. That's what empowers us and enables us to do our job. So, yeah, coming from volunteer to CEO in my wildest dreams, I would never have thought that when I started out as a volunteer with Special Olympics. I mean, back then, and that was in the early 80s, uh, late 70s, early 80s, just out of college, uh, I saw the possibility of the possibilities of Special Olympics and changing lives for uh, for people. And I was very much influenced by the founder of Special Olympics, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, who came to my country in Ireland and uh, she just said, you've, you've got to do this. You've got to get involved. You've got to, you, you've got to provide opportunities for people with intellectual disability, provide training, et cetera. And, uh, so we did. And I just said, yeah, let's, let's do whatever needs to be done. And that's how I got started. Now we see that Special Olympics has, has pivoted because back then, in the late 70s, early 80s, it was an organization for people, so delivering a service to people. Now 
it's um it's a movement of leaders our athletes are leaders and they're delivering now a great service to the rest of the population in just demonstrating how organizations and governments and companies uh, and communities can be more inclusive so um you know a lot of a lot of change has happened in that time so i went on from to answer your question i went on from being a volunteer to being the first uh, chief executive of special olympics in ireland and um at at that stage we wanted to create awareness we wanted to build a strong robust organization uh we want to be known nationwide so we said well how can we do that how can we achieve all this and we said okay let's uh let's bid for a world games let's set our sights really really high and so we did and we were successful in uh in or in in winning the bid to host those games we did that in 2003 and i became the chief executive of that organization that was just an amazing opportunity we had 165 uh countries uh come we had 10,000 athletes and coaches to a very small island and uh you know thousands of family members and members of the international press and media uh, and really that experience transformed um Ireland as as a country in terms of its attitude towards uh inclusion and uh, communities had the opportunity to host special olympics athletes from all these 165 countries in their own local community they stayed in people's houses so people really got to experience uh, the joy um that i had experienced as a volunteer all those years ago that they got to experience that firsthand and it fundamentally changed uh, the way uh, the way we think uh, since since then in Ireland after that i became the managing director and president of special olympics europe eurasia and now i had not just one country but 58 countries uh, to try also and provide opportunities and change mindsets and from there i got a call uh, one day by our chairman tim shriver to uh, invite wow. me to come to washington as the ceo so there you go so wow. uh, isn't it great um I think inspiration for 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 any young person because at the, when I started in special olympics I was just straight as I said straight out of college in my early 20s and uh you know to 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 know that you can uh, you can become the CEO of an organization uh I think that's really inspiring for many young people today Absolutely and you're very inspiring and that's what we're having here today because you're watching listening me David Cogan host of the Alliances Hero show so make sure you go to alliances.com that's e l i a n c e s.com we have with us live in person now online Mary Davis CEO of Special Olympics International and she could be reached at specialolympics.org Mary I volunteered for Special Olympics when I was uh in my uh fraternity in college and it was the first time that i was exposed to what special olympics is and i have to tell you i was so touched i i was tearing up at the event i there were so many things that just touched me but i want to know from you with the longevity of the career that you've had with uh, special olympics again starting off as a volunteer now ceo of special olympics international 
if there was one or two moments that touched you the most having been involved, what were those? Well, there were lots and lots of uh, moments, obviously, David, that touched me. But first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for volunteering for uh, Special Olympics and your story. I hear that story every day from so many volunteers around the world. So I'm thrilled that you had the opportunity to experience firsthand. And uh, you realize that what I'm saying is truly authentic, that it actually does happen. Something something, uh, fundamentally changes inside you when you have that when you have that experience but uh yeah well just working on the ground was probably the most uh, fulfilling part of my time although uh, in every role that i served it was uh, incredibly fulfilling but when you're when you're there on the ground yeah, yeah, in the swimming pool on the um on the playing field you know in the gymnasium wherever it is and you see the fundamental change that occurs once you provide the skills and the opportunities for our special olympics athletes then you realize that that's a very precious uh, moment uh, for you and uh, to be involved in such an amazing organization uh, another great um just highlight for me was one of the athletes, an athlete called Rita Lawler. She was a gymnast that I coached. Uh, and we went to the 1989 uh, World Games and Rita qualified. And uh, she was a super little gymnast and she won the all round competition. And I really did cry my heart out that day. And with pride, with pride and with uh, joy, to see her and how hard she had struggled and worked uh, and what she had to overcome to do what she did and to go back to Ireland with the all around um, medal was was just in, incredible. And for me, as her coach, I was so, so proud of of her achievements. And, you know, she will she will say that she she in her life, she had experienced a lot of uh, negative things and, you know, perhaps some bullying along the way and uh, people, you know, making fun and mocking. Uh, but through uh, through her accomplishments and achievements in the Special Olympics movement, uh, people just looked at her in a completely different light and they saw her as uh, somebody that was capable of so much and that has achieved so much, which she had in her life because she went on uh, to uh, work in full-time employment in a company or in a hotel uh, whereas she'd worked in sheltered employment before that, and she went from sheltered living to working in an apartment, and she went on to write her own book uh, called Moving On. And all of that, she she would say, was because of uh, what she had learned through uh, participation, participating and her involvement uh, with the Special Olympics program. We hear about uh, a lot about this, about, uh, you know, brands wanting to be purpose driven and, you know, this whole purpose driven drive and having companies and brands, you know, wanting to be that. So what kind of advice maybe can you give to C-suite executives really about what's required for brands, right, to be purpose driven? Well, the greatest advice I would give them is choose to include simple but not so easy to do. Uh, Because oftentimes when we talk about uh, 
diversity, equity and inclusion, where we're, we're talking about, you know, we're, we're talking about gender, we're talking about race and we're talking about ethnicity, or we might be talking about people with um, with um, with physical challenges, but seldom do we include people with intellectual disabilities. And if workplaces and CEOs could only realize uh, the uh, the difference that it would make to have an employee with intellectual disability on your team. It just makes sense. Workplaces that are fully inclusive and that are diverse are more, we all know, they're more profitable, they're more productive, they've got a they've, uh, higher morale exists amongst their employees. And I've seen this over and over again with many of the companies we work with, whether it's United, whether it's Toyota, whether it's Bank of America, uh, Gallagher uh, Insurance, who, who all have embraced this uh, idea of uh, a true authentic is what I would say, workplace uh, inclusion. You know, it's not sports washing. It's not using it to, um, you know, to improve reputation or something. It's 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 an it's it's a real true uh, wanting uh, to uh, to be more more inclusive. And and Special Olympics are the leaders. We we definitely own that space in terms of teaching. Uh, in, in terms of our athletes being the teachers of inclusion, they know better than most because they've been marginalized, they've been excluded, uh, they've been bullied. They know what it's like uh, to feel that sense of uh, belonging, and uh, they they can they can teach that. And we we've spent a lot of time with many companies. Uh, engaging with them and our athletes uh, being uh, the real the real teachers. So choose to include is the sort of shorter version of what I would urge uh, companies to do. I love it. Love it. Uh, Mary, what uh, kind of secrets can you share really with children and young adults about being able to live a fulfilling life like you've been able to? Well, I think being very open to um, things that come your way and being open to, to change and making change uh, happen. I mean, for me in my life, what I've done was embraced change and uh, in all of the efforts with volunteers and uh, with everybody that works with us, we strive to change all the time, to change policy, to uh, change policies and governments, policies and companies to change the way people look at uh, others and to, uh, to, to, to look at everybody uh, in the way that they have, that we all have talents, we all have abilities, and we are all different. We are not all the same. Um, we are all different and just embrace that difference and understand the power of, of uh, difference and uh, once you do that and you include, then you begin to uh, change attitudes. People have a more open mindset and in changing attitudes, then you can change behavior. And ultimately, that's what we want to do to create more inclusive communities. Excellent. Well, Mary, you definitely give purpose and light to those around you being and creating and fulfilling and helping so many people. That's a hero on a global stage to Mary Davis, 
CEO of Special Olympics International. Make sure that you reach out to her. Special Olympics. Dave Kogan with the Alliance's Hero Show.